Snow, snow, snow. That's what the day calls for. Um, sorry, a little Joe Rogan, Spotify podcast, people falling out of the sky in protest over um, Rogan's podcast. I'm going to share some thoughts on that today. Um, <clears throat> not a huge Rogan fanboy, but I do really like what everything that Joe Rogan's done. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the snow. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl commercials and halftime show um, and all that good stuff that's coming up in the next uh, two weeks, future episodes, and open mic. So if you want to jump in and ask some questions and join us live, are you brave enough to do you live Call it the Dio Live Hotline. Let me do this real quick. Hotline. So in the chat, there's a link. You want to stop on in, hang out with me this morning for a few minutes? By all means, grab the link and um, would love to uh, would love to have you on. If you're on my personal page, Dennis Chiraldi, hop over to the Dio Live page. You'll be able to see that hopefully in the comments. Either way, thank you for dropping on by the Dio Live Marketing Show presented by Lyft Marketing. This is Dennis Chiraldi on a cold and blustery um, February day. Groundhog saw its shadow, so that means that we're, we are going to be figuratively and literally knee-deep in snow for at least another six weeks. And when you're of my height and stature, that could be actually like more waist deep. Um, it is a great day uh, for my kids to go out and earn a few bucks today. And actually, I think what's going to happen is they're going to start with my own driveway and then they're going to go out and they're going to go hit a few of the neighbors in the, uh, in the hood here uh, that need some help digging out no charge, free of charge, do some community service, help out a good neighbor here and there. Uh, the snow has wreaked a little bit of havoc on us this morning. So we're supposed to have uh, the written hours. And I hope I say that the right way uh, from Yo Fresh Food, Dawn uh, and Carolyn. Uh, they unfortunately, um, we were going to even try and reschedule this remotely, but it just ended up working out. We've been live from Stone Fruit Coffee uh, for the whole uh, really since we started this year. And uh, this is the first one that we're actually going remote. Uh, if you want to join us, go ahead and click the link. You come in the studio, I'll let you in. You can ask me all sorts of questions, whatever you want to do. Um, and then we also had another individual on that uh, had been in charge of the Austin Town Farmer's Market, which is a really cool concept. And we had a whole foodie episode that's lined up. So we'll bring those individuals back in and more in the ensuing week. And for whatever reason, I have no idea why this is going to be the Curb Your Enthusiasm Seinfeld episode of the Do You Live Marketing Show. But I will have uh, the MLO bros, uh, Luke and Isaac, are going to grace the Do You Live Marketing Show with their esteemed presence on February 18th. It was going to actually be prior to the Super Bowl, but it's going to be the post-Super Bowl uh, get-together. And the show is basically um, about nothing. So 
maybe you want to drop on by, see what, see what we're up to. In any case, um, I wanted to dig into, um, uh, first of all, over the next week, you're going to see, um, you know, obviously, uh, Super Bowl commercials are, are already out. What marketers and advertisers are doing now because there's such a huge investment into the spot and in, into the creative that they're they and they have been testing ads on YouTube, on social media um, for a good while now. And, you know, it's it's interesting when you look at the two million dollar spot for 30 seconds of an advertising buy. And that's not counting the creative or the talent that goes into it. A lot of people kind of weigh into the decision, like, is it a good investment? Is it a bad investment? That's a crazy amount of money to spend. First of all, if you have to ask how much, and we're talking Super Bowl, it's one of those deals where you probably shouldn't be having the conversation. Um, the, the organizations and the businesses that are advertising have have hundreds of millions of dollars, $10 million to, you know, 20, 30, $50 million um, budgets in their marketing department. So they're taking a very small percentage, five, 10% at most of their ad budget and putting it into a, uh, an ad. What's interesting on the Super Bowl advertising is that the, um, they say that 80 to 90% of the ads don't convert. And it's kind of like the weather report, right? So we have that percentage of weather when it's, we're saying like it's 50% chance or 60% chance of rain or 30% chance of rain. We don't say it's a 70% chance it won't rain. So they say about 80 to 90% of baseball Super Bowl ads do not convert business. But that means 10 to 20% of Super Bowl ads do convert business. And with a, a hundred million viewers around the world, you're looking at possibly 10 to 20 million conversions for business. So it is actually potentially a very lucrative type of return on investment, but a very um, big bet, if you will, to place. Um, the interesting thing that I find um, is this year that the Super Bowl um, halftime show is going to feature Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige, um, I think Kendrick Lamar. Am I missing anybody? If you're watching, give me a comment who, who I might be missing. Um, should be a very exciting. I know a lot of people are very hyped up, um, at least in my age bracket. I'm seeing like a ton of social media like of people that are, are super pumped up about the fact that um, Snoop and Dre – um, if you, by the way, if you've never watched the documentary on um, uh, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Levine called "The Defiant Ones," it is it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, a testimony in forging ahead in entrepreneurship and just doing some really amazing things. Um, what I find to be ironic or find to kind of be interesting is tying this all into the whole Joe Rogan conversation. And I know like nobody really like wants to have that discussion, but I kind of want to have that discussion. Um, this past week or two weeks ago, Neil Young decided he was pulling his um, music album, which he only owned half of it. He already sold the other half to a private equity firm and Warner brothers actually owned the rest of his, the rights to his music, but he's pulling his catalog of what he owns 
off of Spotify because of the fact that he feels like Joe Rogan, who's their $100 million cash cow and investment, and his 11 million followers is spreading misinformation. And so if you follow that narrative now, uh, Joni Mitchell has decided that she's going to do, in her mind, the right thing and leave Spotify as well because of the fact that, again, Joe Rogan's misinformation. And there's a few more artists that are coming out. And if you kind of read into the tea leaves here, this kind of also revolves into the Dave Chappelle conversation where, you know, employees and some people and some different interest groups, you know, go and try the cancel culture. Um, the woke mob shows up and basically tries to put public pressure onto an organization like a Netflix or like a Spotify to basically curb somebody's ability, you know, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, uh, their 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 opportunity to to do what they do. Um, it's interesting. Joe Rogan took to social media this past week to address this, and it was done like really amazing. So the first one was like a two minute video or three. I think it was a two or three minute video on Instagram explaining the situation. You know, Joe's explaining the fact that he loves different points of view. Uh, we've had our own people on that come on. Um, I, I, I think that we like to look at some of these bigger podcasts, make it relative, make it regional. And then as we do that, um, kind of replicate that model. So we like to have all different sorts of people on, whether we agree with their opinions or their views or we don't. And I think we enter into a slippery slope when, when people and individuals and, and groups start to try to step into that um, and start to censor that. And so Joe basically said, look, you know, like when I started this podcast, I, I never imagined in a million years, like we'd amass the following that we we have and it turned into the business that it is. And and he understands the responsibility that comes with it. However, the people that he had on his podcast and there's two instances in particular that are really the biggest blames of misinformation. He had on two physicians. Now, he also had on Sanjay Gupta, by the way, from, uh, um, you know, CNN. And what he said was that the one doctor has been one of the most published doctors in the entire world um, over and over again and, and wanted to interview him and see what he had to say about the current state of affairs of this pandemic and, and even different things that go beyond that. And then the other individual that he had on owns 11 patents in the development of mRNA vaccines, uh, obviously a very hot topic. And the guy was sharing his his views, his opinions, um, and and it and and that interview has been in a lot of places, not just that interview, but that individual as well. And then you take sound bites. So one of the things that's interesting about Spotify and Joe Rogan is I don't even have a Spotify account that I could listen to Joe Rogan. I actually have to go through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and I pick excerpts of his long form podcast. And I really like it. Like I, I like I like the sound bites that I get. And for a lot of a lot of the world, with what is happening with those sound bites is that that's basically a marketing play that people get interested in the sound bite and then they go get the Spotify subscription. So, um, you know, it's in, so that was Joe Rogan's take on I think Sunday. And then later this week, he challenged Neil Young and Joni Mitchell to like a, a, a cell cage death match that if he were to lose, 
or if he were to win, he said, if I win, I get your music catalogs. If you win, you could turn my podcast into an infomercial for Sheeple, which is brilliant, by the way, that he, um, I think, took that tongue-in-cheek fun approach. And, you know, look, at the end of the day, uh, you know, everything that we, we've built our platform off of, you know, and even though we leverage Facebook as we are right now to have this conversation is all about audience building and building a community and a fan base through our content. And then therefore it's somewhat, it's very portable. Uh, we own the email database, the people that opt in at doyoulive.com. And, and then our following obviously from a social media perspective can be taken away from us at any time. And the same thing could be hap- could happen to, to, to Rogan on Spotify. But you have to remember, he, he didn't go to Spotify to build the audience. He actually built the audience. And that's the reason why Spotify paid him like Brinks truck after Brinks truck after Brinks truck worth of money. And so, therefore, that's a lesson to be learned that if Spotify came in tomorrow and whatever is in that contract or that agreement, who knows if Joe gets to keep all the money or not. Um and even the rights to the name of the show at that point. But Joe Rogan as an entity could leave Spotify tomorrow and have a hugely successful podcast that he self-produces and sell advertising, self-sponsorship. Hell, he could even sell um, subscription-based access to the podcast. And and he really doesn't have to rely on anybody at this point. So, you know, the point is is build build an audience. It It creates opportunity. It creates leverage. Uh, for you, for your business, that you don't have to really rely upon any sort of traditional media, not saying that it doesn't have a place, not saying that traditional media um, can, you know, look, if somebody wants to interview us about our business or one of our clients' business, we gladly take the opportunity to get that free press. But at the end of the day, we can't sit there, sit back and rely upon that. So um, that's my take. I think that uh, not, not just from a you know, a, a information age, content age, uh, censorship age, but also a business model as well. Um, I hope that I hope that Joe Rogan's able to continue to do what he, he continues to do. Um, I love the stand up. So if you've seen any of his stand up, it's it's absolutely uh, remarkable. Edgy, good, good, uh, good stuff there. By the way, this is this is an open mic. So in the comments section. Uh, we have a link that if you would like to join us, um, and if you're on Dennis Chiraldi, my personal page, you got to hop over to, I think, Do You Live real quick on Facebook, and you could grab the link, which I just posted again in the comments, and you could jump on. You could ask me any question uh, that you like. Uh, what else did I say that we were going to do today? So this is the alternate show. We've usually been live from Stone Fruit Coffee in Poland, Ohio, but but Snow's playing a, a role in that today. Um, Snow, Super Bowl, talk to you about that. Talk to you about Rogan. I said open mic. Um, upcoming in the next couple of weeks, we've got some really interesting guests coming on. We got the MLO bros and our Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where basically we'll have a live podcast about nothing. Um, but we'll see what uh, we'll see what transpires from there. Um, 
I'm going to actually get going. If there's nobody that has any questions for me, no one. Um, let me do this real quick. Because the kids are home from another snow day. We're going to get them going. It looks like a big, wet, heavy snow, so they could be out there a while today. Um, but that's all right. A little hard work never is a bad thing. Ah, oh, that's funny. All right, so... Um, Hey, everybody, stay warm, stay safe, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back live next week with some all-new guests. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Cheers.